Hey everyone, thank you so much for watching another episode of the WeVA podcast. I'm super excited to welcome Patrice Bergignon to the podcast. Patrice is one of the most active open source contributors to WeVA, filing issues, you know, poking it apart, seeing the new updates. And so I'm so excited to chat with Patrice quickly. Um, Patrice, I remember you gave this feedback when ref first came out and that really meant a lot to me. And so just all these contributions, like really it's just so awesome to see. I expect this to be such a deep conversation into, you know, what you're building and the miscellaneous features of Weaviate and your perspective on it. So firstly, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you, O'Connor. I'm very happy to be in your podcast. I'm following you for quite a long time now. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. I feel like I've known you for a while just through uh, GitHub and that kind of thing. And yes. <laughs> so um, could we kind of start the podcast with um, like, you know, like to set the stage for our listeners, like what are you building? Uh, so I'm a developer uh, for a long time now, and I'm building a, a plugin, an extension for WordPress and more specifically WooCommerce, but it works for naked WordPress too. And the idea is to have a better search in uh, in WordPress than the standard My MySQL uh, search, which is, I think it's not even full text search. So there are plenty of uh, plugins and the specificity of uh, WP Solar, which is uh, the, the plugin, is to use external search engines uh, to uh, to power the search for many reasons: performance, uh, capabilities, uh, features, tunability, uh, and so on and so on. Hmm. Yeah, super cool. I, I think like um, yeah, like WordPress. I, I remember like you know back early like early days when I was learning about <laughs> almost like the internet to say with WordPress, like how WordPress helps you set up this website and that kind of integration of like semantic search and advanced AI uh, tools into WordPress. It all sounds so interesting. Can you maybe tell me about like yeah, like how's like how's like the business of running that kind of thing? Like what are sort of the nuances of that market? You you mean for AI AI search? Yeah, I guess just the, like, it, it must be an interesting, it's kind of like no code. Like, can you tell me a little more about like how you kind of would, the the experience of this kind of like building AI into something like WordPress? Yes. So uh, WordPress, it, it's something a little bit uh, specific compared to uh, headless solutions, now no code solution and so on, because you you, you can have both uh, of words. You, you can be f fully no code. Uh, but you have access to its open source and uh, you install it in your, in, on your server or on a hosted, ser uh, hosted service. And you can access the full full code and you can uh, modify the, not the core of WordPress, obviously, because if, if you update the core on next release, you lose your, your code. But you can create what is, what is named a, a plugin, an extension that you push, uh, you upload on your server and it does... Really, whatever you want. That's that very. That's why I'm. I, I love WordPress as a developer, because you you can go for no code or for full code completely, something completely uh, custom. So, in in terms of a market, uh, for small businesses, they they they, they tend to to use uh, on the shelf uh, plugins with minimal configurations and uh, and. Uh, but you know it's it's it's, it's an addiction. So many many <laughs> WordPress owners uh, and with a uh, hundred plugin in their uh, in in their website, and it's it can be a problem for interop uh, interoperability between the plugins. 
So you install one, it uh, breaks another one and so on. Uh, compatibility with WordPress uh, versions. Uh, so there's a trade-off installing only the, the ones that you need. But it's difficult because you have thousands of plugins uh, available. Uh, for, more specifically for such plugins, you have uh, plugins which are working with WordPress, inside WordPress only. Um, so uh, extending extending WordPress, but, but staying inside WordPress, uh, installing nothing specific. So uh, continuing to, to work with MySQL uh, as a search engine. And other plugins which are using, like, like mine, which are using external solutions uh, that can be self-hosted or uh, hosted on a SaaS service uh, elsewhere. So are these, um, like, I remember when I first saw, like, WordPress plugins, you have, like, PHP. What kind of, like, uh, languages are you using to connect Weaviate and um, WordPress? Uh, PHP. PHP. That, that's a... Uh, that's something which is kind of, uh, of a limitation. Uh, today, uh, the market uh, is uh, Pythonic for for AI, and so everything is Python. So that that's that probably a good reason why I chose uh, uh, Weaviate two years ago when I started evaluating the market and the, uh, the features, performance, and so on. Uh, because if uh, if you don't have the embedders, the vectorizers inside uh, your vector database, you'll have to produce somehow the vectors from the data you have in WordPress or WooCommerce. So you you will have to send the title, description, attributes like price, uh, uh, colors, sizes for for WooCommerce, um, and Create a vector, gets back the vector, and send it to uh, to uh, the vector database, uh, like we've yet or, or another one. And vectorization is, is almost one hundred percent made from uh, Python uh, clients. Uh, using Python in, in WordPress, I don't think it. I don't think it's uh, really possible. In fact, so. There are two solutions, either with a PHP client, which <laughs> doesn't exist for Weaviate, or if you have the chance or malchance to be a developer, you can do it because Weaviate provides two APIs, which is very specific. One is a REST API to do everything for managing Weaviate and for instance, uploading your data to vectorize. Um, but you have also a GraphQL QL, uh, API to, to do the search thing. So searching with uh, vectors, uh, filtering, aggregating, uh, and so on. But it's also a kind of a REST API, in fact. So in a way, I had to create my own uh, PHP client inside WordPress calling the REST uh, APIs of, uh, of, Weaviet, of Weaviet. It's not a clean PHP client, so it can't be uh, uh, open sourced and so on because it's it's really difficult to build a real one with uh, and takes the responsibility to maintain it. And uh, let's say it's a, it's a kind of mini version of a, a PHP client. Hmm. 
Yeah, that that topic in WeVate always fascinates me, like the all the different clients, like a recent podcast we had, Andre, who's building uh, Langchain Ruby, you know, like kind of like building all these tools yeah. native to Ruby, you know, like uh, we have a when we were doing the integration with Microsoft Semantic Kernel, we were then building like for C Sharp. C Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like TypeScript. Yeah. There's... <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, it... uh... Nowadays, a big subject for, for is replacing, uh, keeping uh, the Pyth Pythonic uh, API uh, interfaces, but replacing uh, with something behind the scene with something faster, like uh, like Rust, for instance. So I think Panda Tool is is Rust or something like that. And the thing, uh, yes, multi language, multi yes, multi language is is a big topic. Uh, usually, it's done with uh, with client uh, builders like uh, OpenAPI and uh, YAML file and, and so on. But uh, uh, currently, as far as I know, yes, for Weviet, it's uh, Python, uh, and uh, and that's it. So yeah, I think. But, well, but it's not a big deal. In fact, uh, if you don't have to implement the whole REST uh, API of Weviet. You just have to concentrate on a few features, and that's uh, that's enough, in fact. Mm -hmm. yeah, and to be honest, PHP is mostly nowadays. Uh, I could make enemies here, but it, it's mostly about WordPress, Drupal, CMS. Apart from projects for big companies, uh, which are producing the full stack in the PHP, like Symfony, for instance, or Laravel. Uh, so. Probably in the future there will be less less PHP uh, clients. Uh, I, I don't think there will be much more than than today. Yeah, but I, I, I have one more tech, kind of technical question on how you're building with WeVA before we get into higher level topics about you know just the broad space. But like, I'm curious about how you're using these like inference containers. Like, you have WeVA, and then you also have like the text evac clip and so on. Like. How are you thinking about managing those two uh, like uh, services, like you know the database and then the inference containers? Uh, it's simple. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I delegate that to uh, to Weviet. So in Weviet, you have uh, indeed uh, the stateless and the stateful uh, part, and uh, the stateful is uh, it's a pure uh, black 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 box at my level so it's in go and uh, i don't even know how it works so storing uh, storing vectors uh, ANN, ANN algorithm uh, and so on um, but to uh, let let's say you're in uh, in wp solar now in the, the in the wordpress administration so you selected your search handling type so we've yet and then you have several choices. So you have a choice, a drop-down list of uh, vectorizers. Mm -hmm. So you you can select all, currently, I think, all the vectorizers available. Not all for, uh, we can discuss about that for, uh, mm -hmm. because I, I don't, right now, I don't do um, image similarity. So I do text to image, but not image to to text or Im image to image. Um, so you select, uh, let's say, uh, text to text to vec, uh, clip, uh, uh, OpenAI, uh, Coer, and, and now Google Pem too. And the only thing I do uh, from the plugin, from the PHP code, in fact, is 
calling uh, the REST API of Wiviet and uh, creating a, a, a new class, a class in Wiviet being uh, the equivalent of uh, a table, let's say, in My MySQL. And uh, the parameters uh, that are sent with this class creation are some uh, default fields, field types, and the vectorizer. And a few parameters depending on the vectorizer you, you have chosen. Uh, for instance, if you choose uh, the clip uh, vectorizer, you have to choose, uh, uh, 50, for instance, the percentage of uh, search in text or in, uh, in in images. If you choose the, the hybrid vectorizer, I know hybrid is it's in GraphQL. That's another question. But mm -hmm. so pa parameters de depends on the vectorizer you've uh, chosen in. Um, in WP Solar, but that's that's what's a, a bit magic here. The, you you have to you have to think a little bit before because you need okay. I need a clip, for, for instance. I want to use Docker. I want to install Docker somewhere, perhaps on the same server as WordPress. So you have to produce your Docker uh, with yet file with the vector uh, with the the, uh, the clip. Uh, model uh, uh, configured. Uh, so you go to, uh, to, Wiviet, uh, to the Wiviet site. There's a nice uh, wizard to produce all the configuration possible, including the clip. And then you, you download uh, the Docker file and uh, you modify it if, if necessary, and you launch it. So that's the only thing which is a bit, uh, a bit not completely integrated because that's, there's no way to 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 go further. In fact, uh, so launching the right Docker with the right vectorizer, and after that uh, you choose uh, the same vectorizer in, in WP Solar, and everything is done automatically on, on the class definition. Uh, that uh, that's it. You you can rather than installing uh, Docker, you can install uh, Kubernetes, and uh, the the Description and configuration uh, made on WeVIEP site is, is great. Uh, so you just, I'm not at all a specialist of uh, Kubernetes and I could manage to install it for my, de my demos and for uh, some customers also. And uh, it's pretty great and Kubernetes is great. Yeah, well, I'd first said, I just would like to say that I'm not much of a cloud expert myself. You know, I've been around WeVid enough to know a bit of these things. And so, you know, luckily I have Patrice here. To <laughs> but like, um, you know, I remember like when I was early, I was like doing consulting and I had like a website that I hosted on GoDaddy. And so I just had like connected, <laughs> like I had just um, like put my Stripe thing in JavaScript right on the website. So is that kind of similar to how you can uh, set, install Docker and run the WeVA containers? No, uh, no, because I, so when you for for WordPress you have several options. Uh, you have uh, options where the server is is completely uh, invisible to you. So you go to a site like you said, a good idea or uh, similar hosting providers, and you just click on a button that says, uh, create a new WordPress for me. Uh, a little bit of parameters, but that, that's it. And uh, after that, you, you never have access to your WordPress server, or perhaps you will have access to, 
to the file system of uh, WordPress, but only with uh, FTP. So no SSH uh, access, no remote access, nothing. So you, you can't install anything. And that's 99.9% .9 of uh, WordPress uh, owners today. Uh, another possibility that, in fact, you are, you are installing it on a dedicated uh, virtual machine. Uh, and then potentially you, you could have some uh, access to the machine and install your Docker, for instance, or even a, a small Kubernetes uh, mono cluster uh, to not clusters uh, on it. But in general, you will have to, to install uh, your WeVet outside of your WordPress service or server. Uh, it could be on the same hosting provider, for instance, uh, you've done that for WordPress and uh, then you rent uh, host and uh, you install uh, your uh, Docker uh, or you create uh, on the same hosting provider or another one, you create your cluster or cluster service like uh, Google Cloud or um, Amazon or Microsoft or any other Linode and so on and so on. Yeah, I think, I mean, like one more, it's kind of hopefully not too broad and uh, like rhetorical, but, but like this kind of like, you know, Weaviate's open sourcing of these Docker images as well as like the Kubernetes Helm charts. How how has that kind of impacted your development experience with Weaviate? Uh, it's pretty standard for, it's pretty standard for, for me, in fact, uh, currently uh, WP Solar can connect to five or six uh, search engines, and uh, most of them are open source. Mm -hmm. uh, Elasticsearch, Apache, uh, Apache Solar, uh, mm -hmm. OpenSearch now, which is a fork of Elasticsearch. Uh, and after they are closed, the, the search service, which are SaaS services. Uh, so that's pretty pretty similar. Uh, we Installing WeVet is uh, like installing... Uh, there's a small difference indeed, in fact. Uh, it's exactly the same, but it's different because um, there, there are no currently, um, as far as I know, there are no uh, hosting companies providing WeVet as a service, hmm. except uh, WeVet uh, himself with his WeVet cluster service. Mm -hmm. uh, so in general, what I'm used to is, for, let's say, Elasticsearch, I, I'm going to a hosting service uh, uh, like Elastic.co, like Bonsai. There's plenty of them. And, so, and that's the same principle as, as WordPress. That means it's uh, you click, you select, okay, I want this, this number of RAM. Uh, I want uh, the size of disk and, and so on. And from there, you have a dashboard and uh, you have a you have a token, and from this token you enter it in WP Solar and mm -hmm. it's connected. Mm -hmm. So that would be exactly the same process, apart from the fact that uh, currently it can be done, to my knowledge, uh, only on uh, Weaviest hosting services. Mm -hmm. uh, so for for some customers, I. I I um, used to install uh, a Kubernetes, a Kubernetes uh, cluster for for Wiet. Mm. Alors, especially because, uh, um, for instance, uh, a customer needed uh, the clip, uh, the clip model. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I remember, the clip model is is not part of the hosting package of uh, of we of Wiet. Uh, so 
anyway, I would have had, even if I was hosted at, at Wiviet, I would have had to install it, but it's possible to do both. Uh, you can start with Wiviet cluster services, which is great because mm -hmm. it's very easy to set up. Uh, you, you don't have to set, set it up, in fact. Uh, same as for WordPress, you, you go to there to you register, you click on a button, it creates a cluster service, you get the token, and uh, you put this token in, uh, in WP Solar with your user password. I think before mm -hmm. it was user password, now it's a token, if I remember. Uh, it's two years ago, so uh, <laughs> it looks like a dinosaur now. <laughs> um, so yes, Wiviet has now plenty of authentication schemes. So, uh, mm. so you you choose uh, the one you want, and after that you say, "I want, uh, I I want, uh, no, for instance, uh, an OpenAI vectorizer," and uh, that's it. You do it, and then you send your data from uh, WP Solar and, mm. uh, and so on. But if you need something different, for instance, you you have trends. So that, that's another market. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's say you have trained a, a vectorizer model, a sentence a transformer model. I, I don't know who would be able to do that, but it's it's possible. Mm -hmm. uh, then you would need to uh, to use this model, and you would have to install uh, your Kubernetes cluster probably, and uh, upload your models and, and so on. Yeah, let's. Uh, so we're going to come back into this kind of like yeah your own model, but. Yeah, I think just the story that we're, as we're you know, transition topics now, but like this, I love this story, this like, um, you know, I, again, I don't claim to be an expert in this. I'm just kind of following along with the WeVA story and learning from like an interest in vector search and seeing how the market's playing out. But you have like this, uh, you know, WeVA and these big vector database companies building out this like cloud service platform on like Google, Amazon, Microsoft, like a big you know, cloud services and, you know, there's engineering teams that build this, but then you also have this open sourcing of like Kubernetes helm charts and Docker images. And then you have this market emerges that, uh, you know, it's, it's, I see it as it's kind of like consulting, but then it's, there's even so much opportunity in the cloud and finding niches of how people want to run it, that, that it even becomes almost like SaaS, like layers of SaaS, I see. And so, yeah, I, I again, I don't know. Yeah. It's a uh, you, you you that's a, that's a great thing or or not because it's op opinionated. Uh, people prefer to be opinionated. People pre prefer not to be opinionated. So, uh, it's easier when you have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> you have no choice. Okay, uh, it will it will be mm -hmm. fine because that's my only choice. Uh, and uh, that's typically the small the small business market. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, with the small business market, uh, one typically typically one owner uh, for WooCommerce uh, shop, the idea of uh, installing Wiviet uh, anywhere and uh, uh, it doesn't have any idea what is Wiviet. It doesn't have any idea what is vector search. Uh, what what is interest What is interesting in is AI search mm. because AI search is marketing, and so AI is it's. A synonym for magic, in fact. Mm. So, all what you could couldn't do before, you will be able to do it. <laughs> that's uh, that's the magic. Uh, it, it's kind of magic, but it's not completely magic. So, uh, it can be a little bit de deceiving. But uh, there are things which are pretty magic. Um, so, for this kind of uh, customers, 
they must have something much easier and uh, uh, but but even if they, they, they have these guys that have chosen to go to AI search and go to an external search engine and so on, even them are a little bit uh, different from the very average uh, WordPress or WooCommerce user, I guess, uh, wouldn't dare to 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 go the, this very muddy roads and the, uh, so they they would prefer the, the 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 search plugin I mentioned before, which stay in WordPress. Use MySQL, but the, the, nothing outside, nothing to configure, uh, and which is fine. Uh, it's only when they, 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 they reach the problems that they, they really need these kind of solutions. In general, they, they, they come to WP Solar or similar solutions uh, for two reasons. One is performance. So if you have 500,000 products in your uh, WooCommerce catalog, your search will uh, will die because full text search on the with filters with aggregation for faceting and so on pagination sorting and, uh, and so on it's uh, that's not possible with uh, with a standard uh, technology okay you can scale up your your machine and so on but uh, if you have a little bit it will be fine with uh, two or three concurrent users but uh, if at the same time you have plenty of visitors Black Friday things and so on. You're you're absolutely dead because these kind of things cannot really be cached. Uh, people often think that they, they will scale because uh, you are caching, but with search, it's very difficult to cache because there are so many parameters. It's not the same uh, keywords. It's not the same filters. It's not the same aggregations. Uh, uh, it's not the same page. So pagination. It's not the same sort. Uh, so mm-hmm. every you you can't cache because uh, you you would need. Uh, the database of terabytes. Um, so, yes, there are really several markets, and so the small, very small ones, they stay inside WordPress for for their search. Uh, some who have some issues, and uh, so I, I mentioned the first issue, performance, but there, there's also the other one, which is quality. In fact, and quality is very that. That's a uh, full topic because how do you know what is quality? That uh, that especially with vector search, uh, how do you qualify what is good? Because uh, everything can be uh, everything can can be retrieved. Uh, uh, so that that's and uh, the benchmarks we discussed uh, about that uh, uh, earlier. But the benchmarks are sometimes not more for the keyword search than for vector search. So how do you compare these kind of benchmarks and so on? So, but they know that it can be better because, uh, for instance, they detected they had plenty of uh, such results with no results on their site. Mm-hmm. Uh, an example uh, uh, coming from my demos. Uh, as soon as I installed Wiviet on my demos, I wanted to test some some uh, crazy ideas like. Uh, so on the 2,000 products uh, WooCommerce demo, uh, I, I try things like uh, something to uh, sleep on. Obviously, if you try that with a uh, keyword search, you have no results. Uh, if you try uh, in cross domain, uh, cross uh, languages, also. So you have you have a shop uh, in English. If it's in English, it's not too bad because people will. 
we'll try in, to, to search in English. Uh, let's say you have uh, WooCommerce in, Fran in France, uh, but you'd like to uh, benefit from customers all over the world. So you, you can't ask your customers to, and your site is in French, in French. Uh, you don't want to uh, translate it. Uh, you have to, let's say you have uh, 100,000 products, you can't translate them. Uh, so you, you, you don't want to require your future clients to search in French. So what you need is uh, cross language search and That's that's the magic part of uh, vector search, for instance. The fact that the models have been trained, uh, like coerce models on uh, 100 plus languages, uh, that means instantly you uh, open to the whole world without doing anything. That's, uh, mm -hmm. that's a bit crazy, in fact, when you think uh, <laughs> about it. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you, didn't, uh, you didn't translate your site. Uh, you didn't do anything specific. You didn't create several indexes with uh, several tunings for uh, the lemurizers, the stemmers, the synonyms, <laughs> and so on. It's uh, it's, it's uh, done for you. So that uh, uh, the, the trade-off is that it's very difficult to measure in terms of quality um, because uh, models are very imaginative. So. So the examples I gave you, uh, uh, I tested. Uh, I, I was so uh, happy of the results. I've, I've put them on my home page. So uh, some uh, screen screenshots. So something to sleep on, obviously. Uh, except in one case, uh, it was first result was matrices, <laughs> and uh, for the sentence transformer from a gin face, mm. quite basic. It was a second result, not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for the others, that was the first result, uh, no problem at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and for I tr uh, tested two um, uh, cross uh, languages, hmm. and that uh, that's quite amazing. In fact, you you have your catalog in English, and you I tested in uh, Chinese. I don't speak Chinese, so I use first a <laughs> translator, which is an AI too, uh, <laughs> to translate my query and use it after <laughs> after that. <laughs> Uh, Chinese, yeah. I tested French, obviously, uh, Spanish, and it, it works. So yeah, uh, it works. It works. So it's difficult to say. Of course, you're just uh, testing the tip of the iceberg. So does it work so well for all your corpus uh, and so on? That's, I, I don't know if it's even possible, but uh, it, it, it works. That's quite uh, impressive. Yeah, I think it was, I think a really great transition from like, you know, into this kind of search engine stuff and like all the models and this emergence of like zero shot models and how it's really crazy to me, like kind of studying machine learning, seeing how like machine learning models are now just being like plugged into applications. I mean, this trend, we've been like covering it quite heavily, I think, with we did, but. Yes, the, the, the LLMs have uh, become a commodity that, that's uh that something which uh, nobody could uh, forecast uh, two years ago uh, even one year ago probably and it's it's uh, speeding up you see all the, that companies who are now uh, providing the frameworks to build your own and train your own big language models mm -hmm. like mosaic ml for instance and uh, the all frameworks like uh, ray and uh, 
distributed computing and so and so on. So uh, the issue is, uh, of course, uh, that remains technical and that remains very costly. But when you compare what we were reading, especially, I guess, uh, for you, because that's yet your topic, what is ML uh, three years ago? ML that was, okay, first linear regression. Then uh, things very simple, in fact. And today we are talking about NLP, about uh, Dijon transformers, uh, the clip models. And uh, uh, these models which have become uh, commodity and now are delivered uh, to you through APIs uh, or through, thanks to a game face and, and others uh, through downloads. And you can install them uh, through token and an API in Wiviet or through the real model, the real, the Docker model, let's say, the Docker model uh, in Wiviet in your Kubernetes. Uh, that's. Uh, no, nobody could have imagined that. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, even Wiviet two years ago, I guess. Uh, I remember the, f the first models of Wiviet were. Uh, be, that was just before the transformers. Uh, we yet had, had its own models. I don't remember the names but in four or five languages, uh, and that that was impressive because uh, that, that means that they created them by themselves and and so on. And just after after that, yes, the community arrived with transformers, mm -hmm. thanks to a better uh, computability, uh, parallelism, and. Uh, and the big big techs uh, who entered the dance, uh, and now yes, you can consume them. That uh, I'm myself, I'm surprised when uh, I'm on my Wiviet cluster, and uh, at each new <laughs> until now, at each new version of Wiviet, I just updated my uh, my configuration of uh, uh, Kubernetes to update to the latest version of Wiviet. And uh, activate a new feature, like uh, for instance, recently the Palm 2 uh, API on, uh, on better, uh, the Reranker now, uh, Reranker with Coher or Reranker with uh, Transformer models. And uh, it seems that every week uh, I can activate something new that's, uh, that's almost surreal. So <laughs> it's, a bit too, it's a bit too, a bit too, uh, uh, too good to be true. In fact, there must be some trade-off uh, somewhere. But uh, <laughs> if, if I'm done later, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think like just like with the like the the quality of deep learning models is accelerating so fast. It's just like you said, it's almost unbelievable. Like I think you know, the time of recording this podcast, we now have the Llama two open source language model. They're claiming this. You know, I personally haven't had the chance yet to see to query it a little bit, but like you know, just you know, from MPT thirty billion like this. Now we've got cloud one hundred k getting stronger. <laughs> and every and everything is. It seems that, but that's the that's history. Uh, uh, everything is is going to open source now. So mm, mm -hmm. we had models which were uh, closed and mm -hmm. behind uh, an API. Uh, after that, we had models which were uh, uh, available, downloadable, but with some compromise on on the on the open source version. 
okay, it's open source, but not commercial and so on. It, it seems now that uh, I think Lama, Lama 2 uh, is uh, mm -hmm. commercial now. Perhaps not fully, but uh, mm -hmm. at least partially. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems that everything is going uh, is going there. Yeah, I think I, uh, I listened to, so Bob recently uh, was at Arthur um, speaking with Harrison Chase from Langchain and, uh, you know, uh, a couple other people. And uh, like um, Bob had this new thing where he's talking about how you need to make the models stateful. And I think this is really interesting about like retrieval augmented generation and like Bob compared uh, like model weights to like MP3 files and, you know, like, with music and saying that like if you just distribute it, there's no like value capture compared to kind of this newer generation of like the value capture is in making it stateful. And it looks like with retrieval augmented generation, like I think that's a really strong argument for how you would do that. Yes, yeah, that's uh... that's something which is interesting because uh, uh, here we'll, okay, so we, we'll talk about uh, a thing which is, uh, I understood recently, which is a, which was a, a bit strange for me compared to my experience. But it's a human experience. So uh, humans are, uh, are mostly wrong, in fact. So you have uh, just a tiny row of vision, and uh, you you don't see what is uh, the full spectrum. Uh, but uh, most uh, we discuss about that, and uh, most benchmark uh, show uh, and are still showing that uh, BM25, so keyword search, uh, is still in competition with uh, large, large language models or any model, in fact, on a general corpus, of course. Uh, and no, in, no, in fact, it's even better on the specialized corpus. Uh, so. For me, that was difficult to understand. I guess for all the small, all the, all the people who are either not interested at all by what is behind the vector search or not not really technical and are not reading papers and so on. That because when when I first try my my demos with thing like that, something to to sleep on. Obviously, that it tilted as uh, okay. That's far greater than the BM25, which is a standard for all such uh, such engines now. Uh, but it's not. Uh, if if you produce a real benchmark with a lot of data and on different areas and so on, BM25 is still uh, is, is still very good. So. That comes to your question about the rag and, and so on. It's the fine tuning. So the, the fact that you're able to adapt, in fact, your your model to uh, something specific that could be at several at, at several levels. It could be okay. I will specialize it for medical, for e-commerce, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, I will spe or it could could be even more specific. I will adapt it to my website. In fact, uh, I don't know if in a website there's something so specific as, a, uh, as products which have never been seen anywhere else uh, during training of any large language models. Uh, but uh, so fine tuning was the first idea. Uh, 
So fine tuning is uh, unfreezing uh, or some few some some few levels of uh, at the beginning or at the, or at the end, and uh, retrain a little bit with a few shots and, uh, and so on. But with a uh, rag, in fact, it's a prompt in engineering. But uh, rather than uh, uh, injecting your your prompt from your human brain, in fact, you are injecting prompts from your database. But what was missing uh, until recently uh, was vector search. Because you have a question, uh, you want to retrieve the uh, some data, for some products, for instance. Let let's say that you want to, to use RAG for producing recipes. So you have a site with uh, uh, plenty of, uh, a WooCommerce with plenty of uh, food, uh, vegetables, meat, uh, anything. And you, some, someone is looking for, uh, for some kind of uh, pasta and you want to produce uh, some recipes. Uh, so you have to, from the query, uh, you have to retrieve your products. But if you, and then you, with your products, you, you will send it to an LLM to, to build uh, your recipes uh, or anything else. Uh, so generative AI. Uh, the problem is if you don't have a vector search which is intelligent enough to retrieve the right products, uh, with what we said, uh, fish can be named by many names. So uh, let's say you, you name a specific fish, uh, you don't have it in, the, in your site with a traditional um, search, unless you have a long list thousands or tens of thousands of synonyms. For instance, the names in Latin, for instance, of all the fish in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say that, that those 10,000 Latin names are equal to fish. Okay, that's only for fish. So you have to do the same thing for the mushrooms. There are probably thousands and so on and so on. Uh, whereas you can expect from uh, on the shelf uh, uh, Bioencoder, which is used by, uh, for instance, by uh, Wiviet, uh, you will be able to retrieve uh, with the name of a fish, uh, you will be able to retrieve another fish that you have in stock, for instance, uh, uh, currently, and uh, you can extract that and put it in your uh, prompt for generating your recipe, for instance. Mm -hmm. And uh, so both are required, in fact. But both are the same are the same, the two faces of the same coin because uh, behind the scenes we, we have a model, we have BERT, we have GPT, we have uh, these kinds of transformers, in fact, uh, mm -hmm. and they are really converging uh, now. Uh, to, to be honest, until now, I didn't, so we've yet provides uh, three generative uh, models, mm -hmm. uh, three generative APIs, uh, not model, but uh, three generative uh, readers, I think is the name. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't have a uh, usage right now. I had a customer interesting in the recipes and so on, but uh, it's, it's not obvious to to go from the idea to to start. In fact, so the recipes could be a, a, a good a good point, but. I'm sure uh, uh, users will have plenty of ideas. And 
if we, we are talking about that, but uh, the, the next uh, a trend too, and perhaps that's the future of search boxes uh, are um, uh, chatbots. What uh, the first uh, search box uh, on the website just return just returning a list of uh, results. An advanced search box is you have a list of suggestions that appears more or less, uh, more or less complicated, intelligent, for instance, proposing a list of similar keywords or similar results and so on. But you can imagine to replace that by a chatbot. So instead of having a dummy search box with dummy suggestions, you could have something, not a chatbot, something kind of hybrid. And a chatbox, it, it's a rag. It's uh, with a workflow, of course. So you mentioned uh, mentioned uh, Langchain. Uh, it can be uh, in the Lama Index and so on. Uh, but uh, the idea is, is the same, and uh, that could be interesting. Yes. The, what is interesting is that you you could have different sort boxes uh, on your pages, and one for recipes, for instance. And uh, WPSR can do that very easily. So you you can have several configuration available. Uh, you could, for instance, uh, create an index with a clip search and one with a, uh, an open AI search and one with a sentence transformer from a GinFace and mix it with the different um, uh, generative AI APIs provided by, uh, or models provided by uh, Widget and mix and match, for instance, so uh, a queer uh, vectorizer with a Palm 2 generative result for the recipe or the opposite or uh there are so many possibilities now and uh, the list uh, goes on so in, in what part of your site you will have uh, this search box about recipes and another part will be another search box about uh, tra traveling for instance because the problem of chat box it's, it, it has to be super intelligent you have only one interface for everything so usually what is done is that you create intents so you define intents in your chatbot. One is for a recipe. So you define a list of sentences that makes uh, the intent. If he's talking about fish, it's, prob it's probably. Right. Hey, everyone, really sorry about that. We had a connection crash, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so Patrice, you just taught me a ton of things. I, I have so many notes written down with uh, sort of different topics that we're going through. I mean, I guess uh, I don't want to like we're I think we're recently talking about like search boxes and kind of the user interfaces and how that's innovating, you know, things like type ahead search where you propose a query as you're searching and or, or interfaces to propose multiple queries. All this is just really fascinating. I think, uh, yeah, I think there's a company called Vercel that's building like a lot of UIs that people plug in with these kind of tools. It's definitely an emerging space. Um, there was one thing that I, you know, and then we talked about like retrieval augments generation tooling and fine tuning, but there is one idea in there that I think is really fascinating. It, very early is you, we were talking about like BM25 being a strong baseline compared to vector search. And I think there is a new argument around that that I think is really interesting. Is like right now when we think about retrieval augmented generation, we're thinking about searching, finding text, putting that text in the input, and then just that input goes to the transformer. But the, the next generation of these transformers, I think you're going to take the, the search results and you're going to put them in the middle of the transformer. So say layer 8 out of 12 is where you inject okay. embeddings. 
And so in this sense, it's like embeddings are truly kind of, I think that's just a huge argument for vector embeddings, particularly. That's like the, the encoder-decoder scheme, in fact, where uh, you have the encoders, the vectors of the encoder that go mm -hmm. in the middle of uh, somewhere, if I remember, of the decoder uh, GPT model. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm sure uh, people will not stay at... Uh, at this level, and uh, we'll try to uh, to overcome this uh, th those limitations. And uh, uh, that it was it was more uh, that uh, when I when I read the, the it was a video I think from MetaRank. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they had uh, it was a great video presentation uh, at Berlin Buzz, if I remember, and uh, mm -hmm. they, they had plenty of. Uh, uh, they had plenty of benchmarks they made with their, with their tooling, and they, they've tried everything. If I, BM25 alone, uh, be encoder alone, be encoder plus cross encoder, uh, different type of cross encoding, hybrid mode, and so on and so on. And with, with a, uh, the big tests uh, with hundreds of thousands of uh, predefined uh, tests, uh, it was it was better, but not not so much. In fact, so. When you looked at uh, the slides, uh, you couldn't believe it that mm -hmm. how much effort you, you had to put on uh, on your vector search compared to the few percentage you could you could gain, and mm -hmm. uh, that that was a bit surprising. But after all, uh, BM twenty five has been made for that, been tuned for for twenty years. So we just at the beginning for for vector search and. Uh, and the next uh, generation and hybrid mode, as you said, uh, there will be as a hybrid mode. We can't even imagine, uh, can't even imagine uh, now. Uh, that, that's another part interesting, which is uh, re-ranking, for instance. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, that's that's a big trend, I guess, uh, now. Uh, so we yet just enter the dance <laughs> uh, with two two ways of re-ranking, uh, <laughs> which are implemented now in uh, in WP Solar. Uh, and uh, it was pretty pretty good, in fact. Mm. And uh, the the very interesting thing is that uh, the cross encoder, which is the second part, is is not uh, very expensive. When uh, as a second phaser, uh, you just have to rerun ten uh, a few uh, a few results, and uh, surprisingly, it's almost uh, you you don't feel the the lapse. Uh, it's as as fast uh, as it was. So the difficulty being the same. That means how do you um, evaluate, in fact, uh, your your results uh, apart from a few tests you make manually. You have you are uh, you are a WooCommerce owner, so you know what are your big queries. Uh, so you immediately uh, you test <laughs> you test them. Because they are your best sellers, so you test immediately that. Okay, <laughs> if only one of the ten of your best sellers is not good, uh, I don't want that. Uh, that's that's the test, basically, for for small business to me to uh, to well, mid mid business, and that that's an, also an interesting interesting subject because uh, if I remember your your post podcast, uh, mostly it's about. Something which is uh, people who you you were talking about uh, with uh, it's about uh, custom custom solutions, 
so more uh, high-end uh, market, uh, which is completely different from uh, from the small uh, small business. Uh, so for, for this kind of um, market high-end, uh, th there's no question because they have all the infrastructure, all the resources, money, and people, and consultants, and uh, even they, they probably they hire people from Wiviet, from uh, uh, from the AI community, and uh, experts on beyond color, constant color, and, and so on. Uh, but that's, that's not a question at all uh, with uh, with WordPress and uh, WooCommerce. It could be because there are very big uh, sites, biggest in the world, which are WordPress or WooCommerce. So even if it's WooCommerce or WordPress, they don't really care about the. It's not an issue for them. Uh, I mean, for the self uh, self owners and and so on. So in that sense. Uh, it's a it's a bit a new subject, I guess, for 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 Wiviet, uh, and uh, I don't know what is the level currently of um, democratization of uh, of uh, vector search. Uh, uh, I know on my side people are interested, but I, I, it's always with some. Is it not too difficult? But it's the same thing as with uh, Elasticsearch a few years ago, for instance. Uh, now a lot of agencies, for instance, so uh, agencies are very used to to use Elasticsearch and Apache Solar, for instance, uh, less for um, hosting uh, vector uh, databases or uh, installing and so on. So they, they have to redo the the things, retrain, and uh, and uh, rebuild a new service, in fact, from from scratch. Uh, there are some similarities, but I don't think you can test, for instance, if they had some benchmarks or some tooling for uh, verifying that, for instance, you didn't introduce a regression when you modified a, a parameter in a, or several parameters in Elasticsearch, for instance, with learning to rank, uh, or modify the two parameters in BM25, for instance. Uh, they, they have some tooling for that. Uh, because as, as I said, you don't want, for instance, your, your test, 10 best uh, results disappear completely from your search uh, for, for a shop. Uh, so probably it will be a new kind of tools. I, I'm not sure I've seen them uh, until now. Uh, the, the tools, yeah, to, for instance, to, to do a bit testing, for instance. How do you do a bit testing? Uh, you have Elasticsearch and you want to compare to uh, to uh, Widget. Uh, I, I had to do that with uh, with uh, some customers, and as I told you, the test was very uh, simple. Uh, uh, I remember one owner was able to produce a long list of Excel uh, with queries, and uh, he took them one by one and compared in several search boxes and. Uh, this model compared to this model, uh, because even with Wiviet, he compared several uh, vectorizers, uh, and he chose one. But it was really something uh, on on the head uh, of the search, uh, not on the tail. Uh, so for the tail, I, I don't know how uh, tests can be done. And, uh, but the most sens sensitive is the head. If you modify something and your head disappears, uh, your, your shop uh, loses 30% uh, of, uh, of, uh, of the sales. So that's, that's important. So 
tooling is something that I'm not aware of until now, or, or A/B testing or testing. Or probably be a, a trade-off a thing that will appear in, in the next future when agencies will be more familiar with. The, I think they are familiar, but I'm not sure they are. Uh, at least for mid-market, but not small, but uh, for mid-market, I'm not sure agencies are, are really ready now to, to use vector search uh, completely for these mm -hmm. reasons, for instance. Mm -hmm. How can I, you guarantee uh, Honor that uh, it will not suffer from the new search, for instance? That's, that's difficult to, to evaluate. Yeah, I think I think the big theme here is like vector databases versus search engines and and like when you hear vector databases you might think that we just mean vector index plus database cloud that kind of thing but we also cares enormously about this search engine kind of part of it as well and um you know like i'm so happy to hear that you're liking the re-rankers and you're getting use out of it and you know, you know we've had all these great conversations you know mentioned roman for meta rank doing incredible work and yeah. I, I think uh, there are currently two, only two vector searches uh, available to to do ranking and re-ranking, uh, and eventually re-re-ranking, and so and so and so. That's that's at the very forefront. Uh, uh, after the tunability and, and so on, the, the number of parameters that you could use, uh, perhaps that, that will be important uh, also in the. Because what's very challenging with vector database is, is the fact that it's not, uh, or such, it's not opinionated. So uh, even for me, uh, for the clip model, which one will, will I use, for instance? I have absolutely no idea which one to use. There, there's nothing that uh, tells you that uh, this model uh, with this number of uh, parameters uh, uh, will be better than this one, and uh, uh, will it run correctly on, on CPU versus uh, GPU? Until now, for uh, I, I could make everything run on the CPUs, and so that's uh, that's good news. Uh, because I don't have to index millions or billions of uh, because often I see uh, for vectors uh, for vector database or such. Uh, Comparison benchmark for okay we have now a benchmark for one billion uh, vectors. Mm -hmm. uh, that's purely uh, informative. Probably if you you don't have so many uh, vectors, uh, a few thousand for for a shop for instance, uh, you you can you, you can survive on CPU. That's interesting. I was not sure before. I was not sure before. In fact, I've. Already, uh, always read that uh, you needed GPU somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, without GPUs, you were uh, almost dead. And in fact, uh, it's not so bad. Uh, of course, uh, if you have thousands of images uh, to index with uh, with a clip model, uh, it will take some time. But not no. Uh, a customer had six thousand Im uh, images and. Uh, it, I warned him it could be it could be slow. <laughs> In fact, he was surprised it was pretty fast. Uh, and I didn't have to tweak a bit the Wiviet uh, Kubernetes uh, 
uh, YAML files to, to, mm. to put uh, the clip on GPU, for instance. So mm -hmm. it worked uh, as it. So I think that there, there were a lot of progress also in that uh, mm. in that area, uh, which makes, in fact, the, the models usable for for small for small configuration of machines and. Uh, uh, as, as an example, so if if you use a, 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 a Kubernetes cluster in autopilot mode, I'm using Google Cloud. It could be another one. Uh, it it's really under uh, I'd say sixty dollars a month. Hmm. And uh, on my demos, uh, on my demos, I've pretty much everything <laughs> in, <laughs> in uh, the Weaviet. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. In the Weaviet tooling, so I have. On it, I have a clip, uh, several vectorizers, the, the API vectorizers like uh, OpenAI, Core, uh, Palm 2, and so on. Uh, the, the re even the cross-encoder re-ranker, mm -hmm. and I, I had no problem. So I, I don't say that uh, I could sustain, I don't know, in fact, uh, I could sustain 1,000 queries per second or 10,000. I, I don't know. But for let's say a demo and something pretty standard for business, uh, small businesses, it's uh, it's surprisingly uh, uh, cheap. The only part which is not cheap is installing it because uh, you need to to hire someone. I doubt a shop owner will be able to to install the Kubernetes cluster. It's not difficult, but don't want to do it. Uh, so in that case, the best option is uh, we get uh, cluster services, uh, mm -hmm. and this one is really uh, cheap as uh, I've seen. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, you, it's it's not what I expected uh, a few months ago. Uh, you you can go for it, and it's not. It's even comparable to some hosting for Elasticsearch, or if you auto host your self host your your Weaviet. Uh, I did not until now. I didn't need uh, GPUs or anything uh, like that, or TPUs or as mm -hmm. exo exotic uh, hardware. Yeah, I think. Um, well, I guess like kind of separating to like coming back to the hardware topic. I think the like how you mentioned like wanting to benchmark and compare different embedding models. I think it's such an interesting emerging part of the kind of technology. It's, it's obviously like, you know, academic machine learning, people almost think of that like first thing is how are we gonna test and compare the models? But like kind of, like I used to like, like I like this idea a lot of large language models generate synthetic queries and that gives you a data set to compare models with, with, with like NDCG scores and recall, all that kind of stuff. I'm starting to also like the idea of like cluster visualization, like where you use something like Gnomic Atlas to like visualize your embedding space. And then you can look at the embedding spaces of two models and you can see the like topic uh, labels and say like, okay, I think this one is organizing the space better than the other one, but it is so interesting. And it's so interesting hearing you as a Weavia user say that this is where you think the product needs to evolve into to kind of complete the search engine tooling. But yeah, so, <laughs> So then into the hardware kind of topic, it, it's, 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 it's hardware and yes. uh, it's, it's workflow. Hardware, I think it could be survivable, but uh, the workflow is pretty complex. So if we are talking, yes, uh, the idea would be that uh, we, we would like to, we would like to fine tune that ideally we would like to have our model 
fully adapted, even at, if, if possible, uh, even uh, at the vocabulary level. Uh, let's say I'm a pharmaceut pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical uh, shop selling uh, drugs. Um, and uh, I have some pretty specific vocabulary. I'm not sure if you use a large language model which has not been tuned on. Mm -hmm. You will be able to raise anything. The BM25 will be fine. Uh, except if you're uh, searching by uh, formulas, I guess like, you, then you, you can't. Um, I mean, really sim symbolic, uh, like equations or things like that. Uh, mm -hmm. But BM25 would be very good, I think, in that case, because uh, the more specific the vocabulary, the better it is. Uh, so there you need to, uh, to train it. But as you said, there are two ways to, plenty of ways, but uh, two ideas of training. It's one is it does uh, manage uh, by itself. You have a workflow, you have a website, you click on a button, and somehow, again, the idea of magic, uh, it, it auto trends and, and so on. And it's mm -hmm. ten right. euros, ten euros at the end, and uh, your model is <laughs> the problem mm -hmm. is that you, it's difficult <laughs> because you don't have uh, the, the benchmarks. How you, will you evaluate uh, that you, you've produced something uh, mm. interesting? That's uh, we'll we'll talk about uh, T five and so on, for instance. Uh, and the other way is uh, you mentioned being able to 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 see the vectors, clusters, and so on, but that requires uh, expertise. That requires mm -hmm. uh, you have an internal team or consultants, and uh, it's, it's, it's a bit uh, the, the same thing as for uh, Elasticsearch or Solar. You have consultants which are here to evaluate. Do you need synonyms, for instance? Mm -hmm. You will evaluate mm -hmm. your your vocabulary, and you'll see. Okay, there's there's a cluster here around uh, fish. Uh, I I would like to have a little bit uh, ten thousand uh, Latin name for fishes here around <laughs> that. <laughs> and uh, there you you have to produce them. So uh, fortunately, mm -hmm. you have a consultant who has <laughs> this in, in the file. <laughs> uh, so with the vectors, that's. Uh, pretty similar. In fact, it's another tooling, it's another competence, but you have to cluster, in fact, your data. But that requires money and time. And uh, so that's a solution for me, as I understand, uh, uh, for more high-end uh, or top of mid-market. Uh, mm. The solution mm. I can foresee is the one you mentioned. That means uh, synthetic queries. Mm -hmm. So the idea, I've seen it several times in, uh, in papers. Uh, that's so interesting that I uh, tried to imagine the workflow. So the idea is uh, how, do, how do you benchmark something when you don't, you don't have benchmarks, in fact? So you have to produce your benchmark. What do you have currently? You have your shop with, uh, let's say, uh, 100,000 products, but you don't have the queries. Or if <laughs> you have the queries, uh, perhaps they are not so good because they, they come from uh, the analytics and we know there are biases uh, with that you will see only the, the head queries and not the tail queries for instance. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we would like, uh, because it's a learning to rank problem, it's uh, very standard in the search, but you need to produce three plates of uh, query uh, product. So it can be title, description, attribute, but product and positive and negative for instance. 
But how to do that without uh, the, the, the biases of, uh, of uh, user events, user signals? And the idea was, as you mentioned, uh, let's make a, a generative AI model uh, generate the queries from my uh, documents. So from my products, I, what I, let's say I, I take uh, the titles, if they are important, and uh, I have a title about uh, fishes again, and uh, I ask t uh, T5 model to, uh, as a model to, uh, to generate one or several queries for me. And then I use uh, vector search to find among these answers, which are the, the best. So I literally, I, I take the 10 queries, for instance, and uh, query one, does it return what I want? Query two and so on. And let's say the two or three first are positive and the, the other ones are negative. And then I train a cross encoder uh, with all these uh, triplets. And I use a Wiviet ranker on my uh, train uh, encoder, and that's it. Uh, but it's uh, probably it's, the problem will not be the hardware in that case. Um, it will be the workflow, in fact. Uh, as I said, for small business or let's say WordPress, you don't have uh, fancy hardware at disposition and so on. So you will probably to have some somehow a cluster. And so perhaps you can reuse. Uh, okay, I'm a bit cheating because in fact, uh, yes, you already have a cluster because you need Wiviet. So let's say if you don't use Wiviet uh, hosted services, uh, you already have a cluster. So perhaps you can use this cluster to install your training and. Uh, with tools like Vertex AI, for instance, or I don't know, mm -hmm. or Hugging Face Auto, not know, Hugging Face Auto uh, ML and uh, Auto Training, uh, things are similar. And uh, that would be incredible because imagine, imagining that you have a big LLM that a cross color that will be trained from your data and re-injected uh, automatically on a, and for 10 euros, <laughs> that's uh, the, uh, I, what I'm not sure is uh, if it's if it's really worth it in terms of uh, quality. It, apparently, I've seen some benchmark. It was pretty pretty good, but is it better really than the BM25? Uh, if you Vocabulary very dedicated. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, I think well, if BM25 is always your baseline, kind of like what you said, your example of something to sleep on, right? Like that's just the kills that. I mean, I know you know when we talked last when we previously talked, you mentioned how a lot of Amazon products they might have like sleep in the title because of yeah, how yeah, much... yeah, yes, yeah, because. Uh... <laughs> Indeed, the, uh, um, um, we, we talked about that. Uh, Amazon released a few months ago. Or, yes, I think it's Amazon. Uh, uh, some a lot of data about, about uh, query, but queries plus uh, results, and results are titles, if I remember, with with a notation uh, positive, negative, or and uh, it appears that uh, that was analyzed. Uh, I remember now that was analyzed in the MetaRank paper. Um, and they, they, they found that uh, if you look at the titles, they have been optimized. It's, it's so 
that there's so much com uh, competition at Amazon that the titles have been optimized so that the, the, all the product description attributes and all the products in, in the title. <laughs> the, the ones which are important. So if you know that uh, uh, your fish, uh, people are mostly uh, buying uh, fresh fish, you will put fresh fish in your title and, uh, and not uh, just fish. Uh, and uh, that could explain why perhaps uh, BM25 is so good because if, if everything is pre pre done in fact for BM25 adapted to BM25 uh, it, but as soon as you imagine that uh, you have uh, synonyms and so on uh, and you have a data model a model that uh, has been trained on, on that kind of thing it's, it's difficult to, to, to say so that's an interesting idea the fact that uh, we've yet Perhaps not uh, itself, but uh, the, the ecosystem of uh, Wiviet could be recursive mm -hmm. and uh, be used to retrieve uh, the relevant documents from the generated queries. And that is re-injected in the B encoder and the B encoder is, is used in, in Wiviet. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know if uh, Wiviet uh, has some ideas about that, but uh, that, could be, that, could be, uh, that could be interesting. Because yeah. I'm sure that what Rivet is currently releasing, like uh, re-ranking, uh, mm -hmm. generative, and so on, was not in the plans even uh, one year ago, because it didn't uh, mm -hmm. because LLMs were not a commodity at that time. So perhaps these kind of things, uh, auto training and uh, auto fine tuning, and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree. The problem is that uh, there's not a single method to do it. To do it, and uh, tomorrow there will be perhaps a better way to do it. It will be done in, in the model itself, uh, or perhaps there will be a million models pre-trained mm -hmm. uh, available, so you don't have to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, there will be probably mm -hmm. uh, models pre-trained on fishes, so mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to do it uh, yourself, and, uh, and and so on. Yeah, I guess three things out of that. I mean, like, let me to, let's. I'm gonna come back to stay on the fine tuning, but quickly the um, like building on. You mentioned that Amazon people optimize these titles really interestingly. I just want to share a quick nugget that you know Madhav from Shopify when he presented at ODSC in Boston, he told me that about how they use uh, generative models to help people write titles for their Shopify products. So like you know. A lot of Shopify is just like everyone across the world selling yeah. their stuff and they don't think to write their titles like this. So this is that generative feedback loop thing that we talk about. And, you know, like once once LLMs, the inference becomes so cheap, I think it can't be, you know, I, it's going to be exciting how much LLMs can like augment title descriptions, right? Like just the explosion of content in the miscellaneous ways that takes shape. And in this example, do you remember if, uh, was it mentioned, if it was more for SEO and that means uh, for attracting new visitors or more for CRT conversion rate? That means is there some user signals inside or not? Because if you generate a perfect, because a perfect SEO uh, title could be a mm -hmm. perfect loser in terms of uh, conversion. So... Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. If you, if you, pr because to attract, 
to to attract uh, <laughs> uh, visitors generally you have to be really on the marketing side mm-hmm. you have to emphasize and sometimes exaggerate uh, features but when you want to sell it so mm-hmm. the visitor is there on your site and he has to to buy it uh, if the if the product is not really like in the description described in the title uh, or just a, the vendor can't, can't accept any title because he has to to provide something which is close so can't accept anything so uh, so does mm-hmm. uh, shopify uh, introduce some kind of uh, signal f- in, in mm-hmm. the training for instance of the models and uh, uh I, well i don't know details like that myself but yeah i just know that high level nugget just and yeah like it, it, it was more yeah like so yeah, I don't have too many of the details of exactly just like something I heard in conversation that is just like uh, related to our topic of like optimize these titles and yeah, I don't, I, but yeah, what you mentioned about using the CTR and all that could be really, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, the whole instruction tuning and then like the idea that like right now we're tuning these language models with just this insanely broad did you like this did you not like this but you could like you can fine-tune language models with like any like i think the thing about it is any kind of what we used to call supervised like like how we used to think about supervised learning loss functions all of that can just be applied to the end and you know it's sequence to sequence with the re like even though it's reinforcing learning it's still kind of the same you don't like supervise every step of the generation but you know see you could optimize llms to do ctr it's just the optimization completely makes sense and yeah so but but the but the other topic about about like training embedding models <laughs> and ranking models with just a single click where you spend ten dollars and now you have a new model i think it's just like one of the most fascinating things about technology companies is like this what do you build versus who do you partner with? And I think all of that is, it's just like incredibly unclear to, to me, at least like, I know obviously Bob probably has like a really, like a better sense of that than I do, but like this kind of thing of like, okay, are we a model training company now? And like, do we then split our attention between like the vector index, the, the database scaling and, you know, and integrating search APIs to now also thinking about like, how do we optimize model training workflows? And it's like, I, I kind of feel like there are so many parts of this like ML ops picture that I, I I think there's a lot to be said to the value of companies focusing on particular things, but then like what things merge together over time is like, it's so confusing. <laughs> yeah, you have to be op- op- opinionated. Uh, so th- th- there are on the market some closed uh, search solutions for for shopping. Uh, with sometimes uh, with uh, plugins for WooCommerce, for instance, uh, w- which have uh, this kind of loop, in fact. But they have mm-hmm. this kind of loop uh, because they have chosen and trained one model, in fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if the customer wants something else, or if it doesn't fit really, or perhaps there's a kind of mismatch between his vocabulary, his, his, the content of his site, and, uh, and their models, uh, what, what happened in that case, and uh, it's usually the it's uh, it's it can be pretty pretty expensive, but uh, which can be explained too because if you have to train and uh, mm-hmm. and and but we see in terms of search now we see a convergence that's clear uh, a, a convergence between search 
personalized search and recommendations. Mm. The three, uh, mm-hmm. the, the three now, the three are linked forever, I guess. And uh, so we've seen uh, with Elasticsearch, we've seen uh, training on learn, learn to rank. Uh, there are some mm-hmm. extensions that enable to introduce uh, uh, to, to introduce signals in the in the models. Uh, you have re-rankers, external or internal. Uh, there are uh, internal re-rankers in Elasticsearch with some plugins. MetaRank is an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, you, you get your results and then you send it to an external system to re-rank with a model which is costly. Uh, so you don't want to use it in phase one. Uh, so that, that, that's really... And, and it's not only f- for recommendation. It's uh, for... If, if we imagine a, a site like Amazon, it's clear. You, you need to have a good search. You need to have no uh, no no result. That means uh, you always have to produce something mm-hmm. uh, perfect for vector search. Uh, it's it's almost impossible to have nothing with a vector search. If you if you have a big t- catalog, you always have something. Uh, but you have to have personalized results. So. I've bought that, so I'm probably more interested in that thing, that cluster of vectors than this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have recommendations which are not related to the, to your search. It's just uh, on the bottom or on the right. Okay, you, you could add that too. And uh, and the three are definitely definitely linked uh, uh, today. And uh, and vector search is a finally, in, in fact, is is a part of that. It's a content. Uh, but there's plenty of signals arriving. The problem for me, again, uh, I, for more than two years, I had this idea to, to introduce uh, personalization and a recommendation in uh, WP Solar. The problem is that you need signals. And if I remember uh, for certain uh, providers of recommendation engine and so on, sometimes you need for for one, uh, for instance, you needed two million events in the last three months, which is absolutely ridiculous for a small business that uh, will not have that in ten years. Uh, and th- that's pr- probably the limits of uh, these systems. It's uh, it's the market. Uh, is it really? That's why I'm really I've not done it because. I made prototypes and so on, but finally, uh, are these re- recommenders uh, effective for a small uh, a small website? In fact, uh, do you need hundred thousand, tens of thousands, and uh, and uh, of uh, signals to to use it? And uh, 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 um, a search engine recently uh, announced uh, vector search. Uh, I went to their uh, I went to their site and I read the documentation and in fact to have the vector search you needed to send user events mm-hmm. that means either you have keywords allowed mm-hmm. either you have a vector search but you need to introduce ad- because probably that's this merging uh, for recommendation for personalization you need to have events and finally, in fact, you are using vector search to uh, uh, to have a better content, uh, yes, better vectors. But you you have to fine tune them with your your events. So some have already chosen to to merge uh, uh, everything, and some are not even delivering. In fact, uh, 
and not even delivering uh, vector search without the event. And another example was that you could so provide, uh, provide the three, so vector search, uh, recommendation, and personalization. But some features are not available if you don't send uh, user events. For instance, the subjections, uh, um, you're starting to type something and you want a list of, of uh, keywords similar. You can't have them. I don't know why. You can't have them if you don't send the user events. So that's a feature, for instance, uh, the, you, probably that will never be in the WP Solar because there's too, much, too many events that are required to, to do that. And, and the, in that two, two cases, it's, it's a bit strange for me to understand why vector search is so merged with, uh, with uh, events that, in fact, you can't produce one without the other. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I think, um, yeah, well, I do think with the zero shot model, like I, I also used to think this way that I couldn't imagine like having a vector, like a latent space in a deep learning model without some kind of training on your data. But now clearly the zero shot models from like OpenAI cohere, they clearly get you like some of the way there. But the question, I mean, closing the loop with the fine tuning, yeah, it does all sound so interesting. And it's definitely interesting to see how the, you know, how the whole market of all this is, um, you know, shaping out further. Well, yeah. Awesome. Patrice, I think this was a really great coverage of all these search engine topics and just in the beginning, understanding what you're building, the nuances of, you know, just getting into the details of hosting it in cloud services and Kubernetes and all this cool stuff. And then, you know, your perspectives on search engines and how the market's evolving is just gold. I think this is, you know, expert level insight of someone who is like, you know, on the front lines of <laughs> building it. And so, yeah, thank you so much for joining the podcast. And thank you so much for sharing all this information. Thank you for hosting me. <laughs> and see you on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye.